And welcome to the Baseball Talk Radio Show. we got a great show lined up for you today. Tony La Russa, is he too old to manage in baseball? Batting and pitching, why the big difference? And more. It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack talking baseball. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. Hey, Gary, it's Rich Baxter here. How are you? Hello, Rich. How are you on this fine summer day? I think we finally turned the corner. Baseball's about, what, six, eight weeks in now, and the hot weather's coming to the Northeast, and uh, it's starting to feel... You know, things are starting to open up again from the pandemic and starting to feel like life is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Little by little, like spring flowers blooming and the grass growing and, you know, life is coming back, as you said. And, you know, the the attendance of the ballparks are picking up little little by little at different locations. They're increasing the number of fans at the stadium. I think Philadelphia is up to like 16,000. As of this weekend, they're playing the Red Sox, but um, a lot of fans taken out to the ballpark. They're sick of being cooped up. Uh, we got a big holiday weekend facing us down in about a week, Memorial Day, unofficial yep. start of summer. So, yeah, like you said, things are uh, progressing nicely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we wish the game was progressing as nicely, but uh our teams are doing pretty good. They're fighting it out for first place in the in the tough NL East. Uh, but uh, lots of crazy things going on this year, Rich. Not a lot of hitting and no hitters are abundant. We've had, what, six already? And the, the record is seven, I believe, uh, in a season. And we're in May. We've still got June, July, August, September and early October to break this record. And it's just unbelievable. So I'm going to ask you this question, Rich, are, are the hitters no good or are the pitchers too good? That's a good question. And as you said, I think that history uh, of six so far, no hitters in a season is going to be easily broken. Uh, maybe sooner than later. And uh, I don't know. You know, you spoke about injuries on your last Mets Musing show. You called it Dr. Uh Pierce, I think, from MASH. (laughs) And that's what it's been like throughout the MLB. And there's been a couple key players, including one from the Mets, hit by a a ball in the face. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these players are, are seeing that, obviously. And I don't know. Bryce Harper was hit in the face a couple of weeks ago, and they were just saying on the broadcast uh, yesterday how that has affected his hitting. He, he's dropped down tremendously since the hitting um, in the face there. And miraculously, he didn't get as many injuries as uh, Kevin Pillar from the Mets. But, um, you know, it's got to run through their heads that the pitchers are throwing a hard ball 
90 some miles an hour. I, I think that's got something to do with it. It's giving the pitchers an edge a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that concerns me in that matter is then what will baseball do? Will they retaliate by um, retaliate? It's probably not the right word, but will they change the rule, move the mound back, lower the mound, raise the mound? Uh, you know, what could they possibly do? Is it the baseball? They they said they were going to deaden the baseball. Has that added to this? Uh, we discussed this, I think, last week about how it, it may have affected the offense. But has it affected the offense to the point that the, um, uh, the pitching is dominant? Or is it just the pitches are better than the hitters right now? Is or one more or you know there's so much to talk about here. Yeah, is the the fact that the philosophy of hitting has screwed these guys up so much, and the analytics has screwed them up so much that the you know pitches are going to dominate over them. It's 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 an interesting conundrum that I I don't know how they're going to figure this out. Yeah, and I. I don't know that it's just not a coincidence that hitting is down and pitching's picking up. Um, but if we look at the YouTube uh, display that I have up on the screen, if you're watching us on YouTube, there's a little pattern that develops with these no hitters. It looks like um, there's a week gap between the first and the second, then a two week gap to the next one, a two day gap, another two week gap, a two day gap. So if, if everything works the way it's been working, uh, around the first week of June, you're going to see another no-hitter. So uh, you heard it here first. We're, we're developing, playing these patterns. <laughs> well, and the interesting thing, too, about it is that three teams have been no-hit twice. You've never heard of that before. Uh, the Indians, the Rangers, and the Mariners – and if I may, it goes one point further than that. They're all American League teams with the designated hitter. So, uh, you know, the, the designated hitter was going to bring offense, bring offense. Well, it's not doing its job this year. So is it time to end the, that experiment of the designated hitter? And maybe the National League shouldn't consider it uh as we've seen, there's been no National League teams that were no hit this year. It's all been American League. So uh, if you put that that, uh, that that page back up there, we can take a look at that. But uh, three American League teams, no hit twice. And it's, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, amazing. And as you said, the Mariners twice no hitters maybe they don't have a good offense i i don't follow the mariners that much but um you know it's just a wacky type of year anyway with us coming out of this covid crisis and uh, you know things reopening things re-emerging there's more fans in the stands these players get pumped up more when they hear their hometown crowd pumping them up they have to be i mean they're you know, they play on a stage that's um, entertainment and that could have something to do with it too. Although it looks like um, 
I don't see a pattern with home or away. The last one was done by uh, Corey Kluber at Texas. So, right. Um, but how about that triple play the other day? Did you see that with the Yankees? I did not see that. I heard about it. I did not see it. I heard it was around the horn and uh, I meant to look it up and never just never got around to it. You know how that works. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw did it. not see that. I saw it. I it almost seemed like he was safe at first. I mean, I didn't go for the slow replays. I did watch it a couple times, and and to me, it almost seemed like he stride strided past the base at first uh, when they turned that triple play. But obviously, they called him out, and I haven't heard anybody say that he was safe. But I looked at it a few times, and it was just so close. Ty goes to the runner. Uh, I would be interested in maybe checking that out myself during the week and seeing if I can see any replay, some slow-mo replays yeah. on that. But uh, exciting play there, triple play. It, was, it always is a bang-bang play, and that certainly was as well. I mean, so what else are we going to see this year? I mean, we're seeing triple plays, no hitters. The, the only thing is it's going to take, you know, is the no hitter going to be it's going to become, oh, how harm a no hitter. <laughs> you yeah, know, because always, they're, yeah. they're doing it so much. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, you run the risk of, you know, if you're going to eat shrimp and lobster every night, oh, it's only shrimp and lobster, <laughs> but uh, it's still in a tremendous accomplishment. Of course, the no hitter. And the perfect game are horses of a different flavor, but, um, you know, much more rare for the perfect game. But uh, no hitters are, are pretty exciting, too, especially, uh, you know, with the volume that we've seen this year already. It's it's tremendous that uh, we have six already in the books. Every time you turn on your favorite local sports show or go onto the web, you're seeing it. So uh, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and you keep getting notifications, no hit watch. Uh, you know, a lot of guys going six, seven, eight innings deep into these games and, and uh, pitching a no hitter. And um, then, uh, you know, either, either they pitch it or it's a base hit or something that ends it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. We thought last year was wacky. This year could be... Uh, you know, really wacky. And, and I, I just think, you know, you almost got to wonder, did they play 60 games last year? Not a whole season. Um, You know, maybe that layoff has a lot to do with the hitting. Maybe the, they're just not getting their timing back. Maybe it takes time. You know, don't forget they you play 162 games, uh, and then they had last year where they had spring training, then they stopped. Then we played the abbreviated season, and now this year they went through spring training as normal and played. But, you know, there could be uh, some rust there, some uh, fatigue even. Um, I really think that's why these guys are getting hurt. I, I think they're just – not that they physically weren't ready, but um, they weren't doing baseball 
activities. You know, they might have been hitting, they might have been fielding a little, but they weren't at the full speed of the game. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, when you get into the full speed and try to get up to that speed, that's when it hurts you. And that's why I think the injuries are, are a lot this year. Yeah, we just uh, heard Mike Trout going to be out for about five weeks, maybe even six with a uh, pulled calf muscle. Uh, and that's exactly right. You know, that as a player gets older, too, you know, sometimes they can't accomplish everything that they think they can do. Right. Um, ripping down the line, that sort of thing. And, you know, just longevity takes over age takes over and uh suddenly you got these pulled muscles and things that never happened when you were younger but um yeah he's going to be uh, uh in doubt for the all-star game um this year so yeah ton of injuries and uh we usually do have our fair share of injuries in this sport though yeah but it's crazy this year um i mean uh you know, again, we're going to, I'm going to talk about the Mets, but that's because I do a show about the Mets and, you know, they got 16 guys on, on the, uh, on the injured list. They've got their entire, well, two out of three of their starting outfield on there. Um, their two backup outfielders are on there. I mean, they're, they're down the third and fourth string guys. They've got, their first starting first baseman, starting second baseman, and starting third baseman, all on the injured list. Um, the best pitcher in baseball, and another, you know, three uh, of their starters, uh, if you want to count Syndergaard, who was out last year with Tommy John surgery, are all on the injured list. Um, their best relief, one of their best relief pitchers, Seth Lugo. It's crazy. It's it's just, you know, we watch a game here. We're wondering who's going to get hurt today, you know. And, you know me, I watch a lot of the minor league ball, and you can see the shuffling there because guys are coming up to fill the Mets team, and that's the AAA team needs players. So guys go from double-A to triple-A, and then from high-A to <laughs> – <laughs> to double A and then a single A to to a low A to high A, so it it's it it reverts all the way through the season. But it's just it is just nuts yeah. the amount of plays on the on the uh, injured list this year. And Philly's got their fair share too. Yeah, I'll try to bring up uh, your list here from uh, from the Mets if you're watching yeah, us on there. The you go. Channel. Uh, Tommy Hunter just went on. Pete Alonzo just went on. Uh, Taiwan Walker just went on the other day with stiffness. Kevin Pillar, as you said, got hit in the face. Uh, Jeff McNeil's got a hammy. Can Michael Conforto with a hammy? Uh, and the list goes on. Uh, we should be getting Jacob DeGrom back. I think they should be getting J.D. Davis back, though I have to say, J.D. Davis's replacement has been fantastic. Jonathan Villar has played awesome. He's hit. Uh, he's played a great third base. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup. Um, you, you know, 
it's and to tell you the truth, the bench has played very well. They've kept this team in the race and they're head above water. And uh, thank goodness for that. But uh, it's just crazy the amount of people hurt. And um, I, I think it's because they didn't do baseball activities, didn't play baseball as much. And and it, it's all coming home to roost because it's all through baseball. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, and on this website, uh, spottrack.com, it actually lists how much money the players were paid while they're on the DL. And it looks like Jacob DeGrom with $2.5 million already and Carlos Carrasco, $3.4 million. So a lot of dough. Some few millions on that list. And uh, <laughs> as you said, yeah, baseball takes its fair share of uh, all kinds of injuries each year. Big names are out, and we'll see how that affects the play of baseball. But, you know, sometimes the managers get involved in um, upsetting the apple cart. And in our next segment here, uh, Tony LaRussa, old Tony, we'll call him. Old Tony. <laughs> got ripped himself for ripping a player after he hit a home run. With an 11-run lead the other night, uh, Yermin Mercedes hit a home run when the um, the home team there was up by 11 runs. I'm not sure if they were the home team even, but they were up by 11 runs. And uh, he was told to take the pitch, and he actually smacked it out of the ballpark. So after the game was over, uh, Tony LaRusso said that, you know, he's going to suffer a punishment for doing that. He he's from the old school. He doesn't believe in piling on embarrassing the other team. And, uh, your mean Mercedes quote was, you know, I'm going to be Marie, uh, your mean Mercedes. I'm going to play my own game, so to speak. And, uh, he didn't sound like he wanted to have any of that. Well, LaRusa replied to that. He said, uh, I heard he said something like, I play my game. No, he doesn't. He plays the game in Major League Baseball, respects the game, respects opponents, and he's got to respect the signs. He had been given, as you said, the take sign on a 3-0 and count, and he swung. And, uh, you know, the big question is, are they going to have a mutiny there in Chicago? Because a lot of the players, these younger players now, don't, necessarily believe in these unwritten rules of baseball that that you know we that's been in existence a long time i think this rule unwritten rule is 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 one of courtesy really i mean they're getting hammered enough they're embarrassed why do you want to embarrass them more and the fact that he gave a sign it's like is he on the verge of losing that clubhouse though is he uh well, there you go. Is he out of touch with today's players? And uh, was it a mistake for him to come back? I can't answer that. But, you know, it. you have to have some rules and regulations and boundaries. Otherwise, it's all going to be a, a free-for-all. And I think he's just trying to keep those boundaries 
with the within the unwritten rules. And I guess the younger players don't like it. Yeah, and it, it's always been a rule of baseball. It's not really an old fashioned rule. And it's something that, you know, your manager puts into place, uh, regardless if you're playing in 2021 or 1981. It was the same then. I don't think things change all that much with professional baseball. And the thing is, is you have to take direction from those in charge for the most part. Uh, and that's what I think everything's getting lost at. Uh, CC Sabathia uh, did a podcast this past week and he, he claimed that LaRusa's, you know, talking about old, out of touch, you know, things like that. But yet the game hasn't changed any since CC Sabathia has played it. So I don't know how Sabathia can go out and start mouthing off about that. But, you know, we've seen this happen over the years and it happens every year, actually, you know, players say, Oh, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You're going to do that. You're a part of a team. You're, you know, and when you don't do those things, that's where you, you're going to run into trouble. Um, and I think, you know, it's great that he hit the home run and he's a great player, but at the same time, I think he has to do what the manager says. The manager's in charge. Yeah, and uh, you know, Sabathia. I, yeah. First off, you look at that the 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 transcript. There's all expletives all over it. So, do we really need that? Yeah, and I I didn't. I, I mean, hear was it. he trying to be cool, Sabathia, by you know, cursing uh, every other word? I mean, come on, that 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 shows me ignorance. I'm sorry, but. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to give an opinion. Can't you give it without cursing all, it, all over the place? It's like every other word. Yeah, I guess he, you know, who knows? <laughs> With yeah, Sabathia. I mean, you know, uh, and would he have liked it if he was giving up uh, losing 15 to nothing and somebody hit a 3-0 pitch? He'd be pissed. He'd be decking the next guy that came up. Yeah. Uh, just because it's a position play, it doesn't make it any different. That was pitching. Uh, it doesn't make it any different. It, you know, you got to have some sportsmanship. You got to have some rules. And I think with big picture, what everybody's missing with this is that he swung at a pitch that he was given a sign not to swing at. And I think that's really the issue here that he didn't listen to the sign. He didn't listen to the manager. He did what he wanted to do. And then if we have that, why do we need managers? Let them run the base. What do we need third base coaches and stuff? These guys are so brilliant, the, the, these players, you know. Let them just run the bases whenever they want to and see how good the team is then. Yeah, things will uh, unravel quickly then. But we, we see these disagreements from time to time with uh, players and, and managers. It just so happens that, you know, La Russa is the age he is, but that's baseball. That's not anything to do with age. Um, the Phillies have well, we had old managers and Mets have had old managers. Yeah. Every team's had older managers. The other knock was that earlier in the year, he, he screwed up the, um, 
the extra inning rule. He didn't know that, I guess, that you can put a guy on second. And, uh, you know, they were, they, the critics uh, got on him about that, that he's too old to manage and all of that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, look, somebody wanted him to come back. They offered them the job, and and he's doing the job. So uh, just let him be. And if he doesn't like uh, what you did, then that's tough. You listen to the manager, whether you like it or not. And uh, it's just today's, uh, you know, today's players are, there's a lot of mamby-pambies out there too. Excuse the expression, but, you know, um, he's got the team in first place. I don't know why they're arguing. They must be doing something right. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that as the season progresses here. A little good-natured uh, back and forth between the manager and a player. Uh, but as you said, Gary, um, last show we uh, went through with some of our numbers that we have been turning in with the uh, podcast, and this week will be no different. I'll queue up the um, different episodes and, and our listeners to uh, let you know who's listening to the show. We have a uh, great amount of listeners in the uh, 40 and up age group. Gee, what a surprise. Uh, and you can hear our show at anchor.fm. If you've ever heard of that, that's a great place to start a podcast. If you were thinking about uh, starting your own podcast or, uh, you know, thinking about it, I would head on over to there and check it out. And, uh, you can start everything for free on there. And uh, I've been happy with it. How about you, Gar? Yeah, I've been real happy with it. Uh, I, I, we both use it for our uh, individual podcasts. Uh, you do it with your Phillies talk, fighting Phillies, and, and I do it with the uh, Mets musings. So, and, and of course, we do it for this show, and I've been very happy with Anchor. So, no complaints at all with them. And, uh, you know, they don't go down a lot. Um, I've had other hosts in the past uh, that, that, you know, would disappear or uh, shut down for maintenance in the middle of the night. And then uh, you'd be off for a couple of days. And, you know, every every day you're off, uh, it it's not good, and yeah. a lot of them charge a lot of money. And then if you want to get some stats, you got to pay extra money. Anchor, you get stats for free, you get the hosting for free, and uh, you even can earn a little bit of a little bit of money. Not much, but you can earn a little bit if you get a big enough audience. So, uh, can't beat Anchor. Yeah, go to anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. There you can even hit the uh, sponsor button and it goes right through a well-known uh, host. You can sponsor the show for us a couple dollars a month is all we're looking for. Even a dollar a month, uh, you can go for 99 cents there. But uh, check it out over at anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. And if you're watching the YouTube feed, I want you to hit the like and subscribe button 
over on the YouTube channel because we need to get a thousand subscribers. So I know it sounds a little difficult, but if you know everybody that's listening to the show right now took two minutes, go up to youtube.com and search for the baseball talk radio show and hit that subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, here, you know, Rich, the... if, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If, uh, if you look at the analytics, which we're not big fans of in baseball, but if you look at it on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, about 80% of the people that watch the show aren't subscribed. So if they would subscribe, well, we'd get our numbers up there. Uh, our subscription numbers. So I hope that uh, if you're a watcher and you, uh, you know, you're not subscribed yet that you would do so and uh, help us to uh, build this community. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you a dime to do that. It just lists new upcoming shows in your YouTube account um, from whoever you subscribe to. So hit that subscribe button, share, share the love, so to speak. And uh, Gary, speaking of that, we got 85% of the listeners from the U.S. for this show, 8% over in jolly old England. So I want to wave a, a, a hand and tip a cap off to them as well for listening to the show over in England. Cheers. Cheers, mates. Cheers, mate. Uh, Apple yeah. Podcast, 69%. Amazon Alexis picked up quite a bit. Glad to hear that. 5%. Apple Podcasts, 3%. Anchor Direct is 3% also. And 20% otherwise. Our biggest listener group are in the 40-plus uh, range, as I said. But uh, right on through the line, we have uh, great numbers on our listeners. 79% male. 21% female. Thank you, ladies. That's again. picking up a little, isn't it? The female? Yes. yes. We thank them for listening. Well, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for listening. And I hope you'll continue to listen and watch us on YouTube uh, because it's just uh, we have a good time doing this. And we want uh, to, uh, you know, I, I guess it's because we look so good. Maybe we don't need any makeup at all rich uh what do you think about using a little makeup well uh we are on youtube so uh i don't have any uh on today but um we have a big name in baseball that uh, has picked up a line of his own um concealers and things like that and that's none other than mr alex rodriguez uh just bought into the minnesota timberwolves and now it's uh, been revealed in this past week that um, he has his own uh, makeup line, sor sort of, for, you know, the discriminating man, so to speak, uh, if you're on the Zoom meetings and all, uh, specifically designed for men, uh, covering up blemishes and things like that. If you, if you have, um, you know, something you want to improve upon, I guess. Um, on camera, especially uh, a rods on ESPN and he's all over the place on, uh, on social media. So he needs to look good, but uh, he's putting out his own line of product there to, uh, to make you look better. So uh, I don't know how the guys are going to pick up on this or if they will, but uh, a rod's certainly a fan of it. 
I, uh, I, <laughs> no comment. I, I don't know. I, you know, and he did it right after uh, his ex fiance J Lo came out with her own beauty line. So I don't know if it's tit for tat or what, but uh, yeah, you gotta love uh, somebody for trying. But uh, yeah, it's it's this yeah, day and age, this this Zoom age where you know you gotta look good on camera and you know. You don't have a makeup guy. Well, you know, go out to your local Walmart or CVS or whoever's going to carry this and you can <laughs> get it it's done just, yourself. Maybe it's just the way this world is going though. I mean, this is just, you know, we have a lot of this androgynous dressing and, <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, and, and, is this the way we're going? I Maybe mean, it's just a fad. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that isn't a fad uh, is good ballpark food. And Gary, you're you're right on top of this next one. Never a fad. We we love ballpark food here. Anybody that's watched us over the years know that we have come up with some doozies of ballpark food. Uh, but Major League Baseball now is getting into the game of ballpark food, and they are having a bracket-type competition, an MLB food fight, where all 30 teams put up their ballpark signature food item against each other for the title of best food in baseball. Now, this, of course, is going to be a... Uh, popularity contest of course but interesting uh thing you know um i i see uh the phillies on i was a little surprised with the phillies though i have to tell you rich i thought for sure the phillies were going to uh uh do greg Liz, you know something from lazinski's barbecue uh but they're going with a chili uh, philly cheesesteak <laughs> Yeah, they got to start off with the the well-known cheesesteak. I guess. <laughs> and they're up against Miami with a Cuban sandwich. So uh, this is at MLB.com slash food fight. And you, you just click on it and vote for who you want to see moves forward. And Rich just put his vote in. Um little surprised with the Dodgers too, Rich, that they didn't yeah. have the Dodger dog there. I'm going to go with the beer braised short rib grilled cheese. That sounds absolutely delicious. Tampa Bay. Uh, so this is what the show's going to be. You're going to, we're going to be voting. <laughs> Let's go through some of these, Rich. Uh, Boston's got a cold lobster roll against Seattle seared sockeye salmon sandwich. I'll go with the lobster roll there. Yeah, definitely. Although the seared sockeye sandwich sounds delicious, but I'm I'm going to have to join you with the cold lobster roll. It's a tough one. The Cubs and the Rockies. The Cubs are going with the big slugger nachos. And the Rockies are going with the monster chicken nachos. Uh, 
And if you see the that thing on the right there, right there, that'll give you an idea of what the foods are. So uh, you can get a brief description of them. And uh, it, it's an interesting concept here that Major League Baseball is doing. But yeah. um, I'm going to go with the big slugger nachos, I think. They look more old school. And uh, Let's take a look at the monster chicken, though. Oh, Gary, I think you've uh, underestimated yourself. Look at that oh. monster chicken. Oh. It features a crispy nacho <laughs> chip with a blended queso oh, blanco, nacho yeah. cheese, slow-cooked pinto beans, black beans, shredded seasoned chicken. Oh, wow. Oh, you can change your vote, too. I think I'm going to have to change my vote there. Yeah. Wow. I, I think we're going to agree on the monster chicken's got to win that yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. How about the next one, the the sriracha, sriracha slaw chicken. chicken sandwich. Take a look at that. Mm, that chicken like with sriracha. Uh, that looks good. Looks good. Let, let's see the fat rooster chicken sandwich. Yeah. Uh, All right. We'll go back to the rooster here. Yeah, bad picture of the rooster chicken sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that, though. With the waffle fries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it destroys the other one. Yep. So we'll go Cleveland's <coughs> fat rooster chicken sandwich on that one. Definitely. How about one Next more? We've got the churro dog from the Diamondbacks against the Giants. Giardelli world famous hot fudge Sunday. Okay, this is oh. a dessert, obviously. Churro dog looks pretty good. I think he'd be wearing the churro dog. Without a doubt. Yeah, I think uh, I got to go with the world famous hot fudge Sunday with that. The Definitely. Churro dog has got yogurt in it. <laughs> if you're going to a ballpark, I want real ice cream, you know? That's too healthy. Yeah. And next, you know, I have to go with the Pete Alonso polar burger. Okay. It looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know if there. And Tony O's Cuban sandwich. I'm going to go with the uh, Pete Alonso Polar Burger. How about you? Yeah, I think it's got to win. It's got to win. Toronto, uh, it's got the Lumberjack Slammy. Oh, Take a look at that one. Yeah, that's that's going to be hard to eat in the ballpark. Yeah, but I got to go with that one. Uh, <laughs> look at the uh, the Nationals pupusa revuelta. Does not hold a candle. Yeah, not at all. The slammy. It's going to be a tough uh, fight. If the Mets and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays went, you know, face off with that, the burger and the oh, slammy. Yeah. I might I gotta I have to review them <laughs> in round two. <laughs> yeah. 
It's going to be cool. So get over there uh, before May 26th. The current voting ends for the first round. Go to MLB.com and check out a food fight. And you had to have fun like we did. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to have samples, I'm sure. Boy, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great if they sent it to us. And now I can't get it off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Getting forward, looking forward rather to uh, next week. Memorial Day holiday, always a great time uh, for families and fun and baseball, talking about the game and going out to visiting the game, seeing a lot more pictures on Facebook, people going out to the ball game now, not afraid as they used to be. So uh, we'll be covering that story as well as a ton of other ones. Yeah, as they open up slowly but surely, Rich, and uh Still got to wear a mask, but, you know, pretty soon, uh, if you're fully vaccinated in a lot of these ballparks, they do have fully vaccinated sections. So I'm not sure if you have to wear a mask there, but, um, you know, use your own discretion. Let's just say that. Well, we'll talk to you uh, next week on the program. Have a ton more stories for you, I'm sure. And thanks for listening to us on this one. And don't forget, hit like and subscribe for us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Don't forget, head over to BaseballTalkRadio.com. It's a collection of about 25 to 30 of the best independent baseball talk shows on the internet today. Thanks for listening, everyone.